Hello, welcome if you're new and welcome back if you're old. Today we're going to be doing the case study of the Jonestown Massacre. Um, prior to the terrorist attacks of September 11th, the tragedy at Jonestown marked the single largest loss of the U.S. civilian lives in a non-natural disaster. It all happened on November 18th, 1978, when more than 900, 300 of them were age 17 and under. Members of an American cult called the People's Temple died in a mass suicide murder under the direction of their leader, Jim Jones. It took place at a so-called Jonestown settlement in the South Carolina nation of Guyana. The man behind the tragedy, Jim Jones, came from humble beginnings. Jones was born on May 31, 1931 in rural Indiana. In the early 1950s, he began working as a self-oriented Christian minister in small churches around Indianapolis. In order to raise money to start a church of his own, Jones tried various ventures, including selling live monkeys door-to-door. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone came to my door with a live monkey, I don't know what I would do. Jones had founded what became the People's Temple in Indiana in 1950s. He was sure he wanted more people, so he relocated his congregation to California in the 1960s. In the 1970s followed negative media attention. The powerful, controlling preacher moved with some 1,000 of his followers to the Guyanese jungle, where he promised they would establish a utopia community. He believed like many others did and still do, that communism was the way forward and the only way to achieve an ideal society. He also believed that communism was in compliance with the will of God and the Bible. He founded the People's Temple of the Disciples of Christ, but in 1955, their name was shortened to the People's Temple. While the People's Temple was active in humanitarian causes in its communities, Jones' treatment to his followers were often less than humane. Temple members were regularly humiliated, beaten, blackmailed, and many were brainwashed into signing over their possessions, including their homes, all their stuff, everything, to the church. Black members and members of other minority groups were convinced that they would be rounded up into government-run concentration camps if they left the People's Temple. Family members were kept apart and encouraged to inform one another. Some people say they wanted out because as soon as they stepped foot in the town, they said it was like a labor camp. But they stayed because he promised his followers a utopia in the jungles of South America. And also, when they got there, he made them sign contracts, kind of saying that they did certain crimes that they didn't even commit, like killing someone and they would sign it. He made them do that while basically telling them also that they're signing this, so if they run away, he'll turn it into the police to get them arrested. In November 1978, U.S. Congressman Leo Ryan traveled to Guyana to inspect the People's Temple activities in the Jonestown compound. He was investigating rumors that some members of the cult were being held against their will and that some were being subjected to physical and psychological abuse. After traveling to Guyana's capital 
on November 14th, he arrived to Jonestown on November 17th. The following day, when Ryan was set to return home, several Temple members who wanted to leave the compound boarded his truck in order to accompany him back to the United States. Other members attacked Ryan shortly before the vehicle left the compound, but he escaped unhurt and the truck continued on with Ryan's aboard. Temple members then launched an attack at the airstrip from which Ryan and his company were to depart. Five people, including Ryan and three members of the press, were shot and killed, and 11 others were wounded. In the wake of the shooting, Jones released radio orders for Temple members outside the compound to commit suicide. Shortly thereafter, Jones enacted his voluntary suicide plan on the compound, which members had quote-unquote practiced in the past, in which a fruit drink was laced with cyanide, tranquilizers, and sedatives. It was first squirted into the mouths of babies and children via syringe and then imbibed by adult members. Jones himself died of a gunshot wound. Fewer than 100 of the temple members in Guyana survived the massacre. The majority of the survivors either had defected that day or were in Georgetown. Only one man, temple member Larry Layton, was tried in the United States for his involvement in the November 18th events. He was found guilty of conspiracy and aiding the embedded in the murders of Ryan and the attempted murder of U.S. Embassy official Richard Dyer and was sentenced to life in prison, though he was released in 2002. Other man, Charles Binkman, pleaded guilty to the attempted murder of a young girl and served five years in prison in Guani. Now, before it ends, a little fun fact. More than 400 unclaimed bodies from the Jonestown tragedy was burned at the Evergreen Cemetery in Oakland, California, where many of Jim Jones' followers were from. A stone memorial to the Jonestown victims was unveiled at the cemetery in 2008. Now, do you think Jim Jones is crazy or what? He killed almost a thousand people. Anyways, that is it. I hope y'all enjoyed and come back for next week's podcast.